Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in this city. Real. Real. I'm Lauren. I'm Jen. Hi, guys. Uh, so there's something coming up very close to this day, and it's on Sunday, and it's called Valentine's Day. And we want to know if you guys are scared of Valentine's Day. Are you are you single and scared to be alone? Or are you newly dating someone and waiting to see what your significant other will do? Well, don't you worry, you guys. Today we are chatting with Blake Jameson, and we're going to ask him how he survives Valentine's Day and how we can survive with him while being single and on dating apps. And if you're just starting a relationship, he's got some tips. You might know Blake Jameson as Mr. Swipe Right. Yes. This guy is a content marketer who specializes in helping brands and individuals, and he's worked with all different kinds of brands and stand-ups and publicly traded companies, but he is very well known for hacking into Tinder and then wrote a book called Tinder Hacks. Um, And basically, he'll have him explain uh, when he calls in today, but he made a fake profile for himself or a real profile that said he was like the pick of the week. And so it caused a bunch of influx of women wanting to date him. So he sort of is going to, you know, kind of talk about his idea behind how that worked, how it ties in with marketing, because, you know, you need to think about these things when you're creating your profiles on Tinder and Bumble and all these dating apps. It's like you're marketing yourself, right? Absolutely. You yourself are the product. So how you represent yourself is everything. So we're going to talk about the business side of that and then how with this upcoming approaching holiday about love, how what he thinks about dates during this time, how to date if you're newly dating. And uh, we're just we're going to pick his brain and and um, and maybe he can help us with some of our dating apps, too. Yeah, because I still am not sure that my profile is, you know, really what I want it to be. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know that mine's up to par. And Blake will give it to us straight, I think, right? I'd like to hear the male perspective of like the whole swiping process because I've heard different things like they do like strength in numbers where like guys will just swipe right until their fingers like turn blue and then wait for the girls that they actually want to match with to see if those girls match with them. And then they will oh. unmatch with ones that they're not interested in. They, they'd rather unmatch with a girl that they're not interested in, then read profiles and go through the whole process like we do, where we study everyone. I didn't know. I didn't know that. And that totally makes sense for like guys. And also, I, I know you can unmatch, but like I've never unmatched before. I have because there have been times where my fingers were a little too quick and I'm like, uh oh, I don't want you. Gotta go. I did that too. I think I have totally. Like you're going right and left so fast that you're like, oh no, I went the wrong way. But like, I just have never went to unmatch. I just leave it there. I'm like, if they talk to me, I'm not going to respond. I, and it wasn't on purpose. Like, I don't want to unmatch. I think I just kind of forgot. Ooh, I should go back and unmatch. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, also the good thing about Bumble is that the match, like, will expire. So sometimes I just leave it there until it expires. But then I also feel bad. And it's a whole thing. I have a question for you about Bumble. Mm. So it's just like Tinder. You can only 
match with someone if they've swiped right on you and you've swiped right on them and then it's like you're a match so if like i'm going through bumble and i'm like i swipe right and then it's like bam you're a match it's because that person's already seen me and swiped right on me yeah got it yep i I thought that but then see there was this guy that i dated in the past and he was ignoring me because he's a bitch and he We matched on Bumble when we were in San Francisco, which we'll get to. And I was like, oh, and I made a joke like, oh, you're going to talk to me now because he was ignoring my text. And he was like so rude, like not responding. I'm like, you swiped right, though. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, the thing about that is I don't know at what point the person swipes because that person also... I mean, it could have been and, from and a I long also, time ago. Yeah, I'm oh, privy okay. to information about Lauren's swiping habits. So, and when mm. this particular thing occurred, but so he also lives in LA. So we were in San Francisco, but he could have swiped right on you like a while ago. And he in only, LA, yeah, and he only appeared for you then. But like he, you could have appeared for him months ago. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But still, okay, yeah, based on true. many right. factors, which are age range parameters. Like you might have only had six miles as your range in LA, but in when we were in San Francisco, you might have put fifteen. So he might have appeared only then because your range was wider. Got it. That all makes sense. But still, he's an idiot. Anyway, totally an idiot. So. <laughs> oh, but Super Bowl this weekend was so fun. This last weekend, it right? it was a lot of fun. So we. Drove ourselves to San Francisco. With my cat. With the cat. And we had a wild weekend. We didn't really know what to expect. We knew we were on the list for like a couple different parties. And like, you know, it's sort of like the who you know game and who's going to help get you into things. Because we were clearly not going to pay $1,000 for a ticket to any of these things. Not a chance. And uh, so it was an adventure. We saw some of your friends from the yeah, home. Yeah, oh my gosh. Hometown. It was so fun. I was like... Feeling the pressure and stress of like seeing friends and knowing that they were all right there. And I was like, I want to see these people. And like, it was kind of like it. Oh, I don't know if any of you have ever moved away from home. Jen obviously has. I have. But I have a lot of friends that haven't. So when you go home, you feel pressure to like see people because sometimes you have those friends that are like, you're home and you're not summer. And it's like, OK, yeah, I don't have time. And so sometimes you feel this pressure. And when I was home for the holidays, I, I saw some people that I didn't see this time. So it kind of was like a nice mix. But yes, that was good to see my friends. And also it was fun to see L.A. friends in San Francisco. Absolutely. In fact, we met up with some of our L.A. friends on Saturday night at the Maxim party, but then also on Sunday night after the Super Bowl. Yes. Which I was like pretty exhausted and like could have given or taken going out one more time. Me and too. My belly was full of food and alcohol at that point. I was like, I could roll myself to sleep. And yet we met up with some friends and it turned into such a fun adventure. We actually combined your friends from kind of college, like college-ish. Yeah. And my friends from college and had a whole gathering and yeah. it was like what two girls and four guys <laughs> yeah dude we, we like i was t- like real tired and like the bar was kind of annoying and it felt it was filled with like really drunk people from watching the game and they all also seemed kind of young and um our friends that i was going to meet were also very drunk and then i had another friend coming that i knew would like sort of neutralize the situation like he's not going to be that drunk at all if at all and he's going to provide like a different vibe so this guy our friend john came and he was um like a nice buffer 
He was. He's someone to talk to. And then our other friends from L.A. came. And then it was it was just a good old-fashioned fun night. We ended up dancing and drinking. And I fell in love once or twice. Yeah, I would say twice, probably. Probably twice. And um, I made plans to visit another state, which I didn't figure out until, like, yesterday. I was confused. Yeah, and I have a visitor coming from another city now so because of this one see night. See what happens when you go out with no expectations and you just let the wind take you where it will. That's yes. what we did. We did. And we'll have more on those particular humans, I'm sure, yeah. over the course of the next couple of weeks because these things will unfold. These are potential, like, dates that are happening. Oh, Speaking of dates, I want to bring something up real quick. So um, what do you guys think about like someone you've went out with a couple of times and then they like ask a friend out on a date, sort of, but not really? Uh, Well, I'll speak for the audience (laughs) when I say that I think it's super weird and you have to question all parties involved. I, Um, yes. You have to question the person that you've gone on the dates with because why would they hit on your friend knowing that you're sitting there with them, that you came with them, they saw you with them? Well, I introduced these two. Right. Like this person, this is this person. And they met and then the guy was like, wait, what's your friend's last name? And I said her last name and he goes, oh, right, I think I know her. Well, granted, I ended up meeting a guy from high school and his two friends that night, so I was talking to them all night long. So he may have been like, well, she's talking to these guys right in front of me all night long. She doesn't seem like she's too interested in me. But still, he doesn't owe me anything but bad form asking my friend out. But then also, I have to think, like, why does this person have your phone number now? Right. Like, why Why did you as the friend give the phone number? Why did the guy ask because for the phone number? Because I know number? this friend is super uncomfortable with him texting her right now okay but why did she give the phone number that's what i'm like in that moment i would think i i don't think that she's has zero interest in this guy i know she does not but i'm like questioning like again i don't know i'm just like why yeah i don't know being tricky is single and being in a relationship is single it's all complicated wait being single is tricky what did I? Yeah, yes, or whatever. See, it's so tricky. We I didn't know what you were trying to both, say. Both like being in a relationship is tricky, and being single is tricky. Totally, because there are so many unforeseen circumstances, like people doing things that you don't understand in both scenarios. And yeah. like I just don't know what to make of it. I just to me those things are things I would step away from just because I'm like, yeah, Ugh. yeah. I don't think that this person wants to date. I don't think my friend wants to date this guy. So the phone number giving out is maybe just like, oh, look, he wants my phone number. Like, that makes me feel good, well, maybe, which I get. But also, this is the thing. In those moments, I've learned this lesson because I guess it can be kind of uncomfortable. Like, someone asks you for your phone number. You're not going to be like, um, no, you went on a date with my friend. Like, that's also weird as a girl to be like, ah, and act like that. So then at that moment, you just say, I don't want to, I don't give my phone number out and make it about something else, maybe. Yeah, or like, hey, I'm actually seeing someone like, or like, no, you know what, we'll all hang out. I'll get your number from that person or like, just... Sideswipe that conversation. Right, sideswipe it. And just to tie that up in a pretty little bow, this person then asked her, this person had um, tickets to a very important game that was happening and invited her to come. What? Yeah. So there's that. That's a new discovery. So that guy can go fuck himself. Uh, anyway. Yeah, he definitely can. <laughs> I'm, I'm 
not sure that anyone in this situation is innocent. It's very odd. It's I would, fair. I, I think it's odd too. But anyway, that would make me very uncomfortable. But yeah. uh, what doesn't make me uncomfortable is Valentine's Day, and I'm not upset about it happening. And I know there are plenty of women across the country and the world that are like, "Woe is me, Valentine's Day." When you know, I don't have a boyfriend. I'm yeah. not in love. When eat all the chocolates. More when. But yeah. uh, I'm actually celebrating it with family, friends, and a whole assortment of things on Sunday at a potluck brunch at my cousin's house. And it's going to be fun and probably wild. And I ordered a game that Lauren actually introduced me to. And we're all going to play it and be in the jacuzzi and drink a lot and eat a lot. And it's going to be a blast. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be fun. And I don't feel bad for Valentine's Day at all. It's like, great. It's happening. And who cares? Yeah. And I love the fact that there's like a thing called Valentine's Day that it's like a positive spin. Like, go out and be with your friends. I think Valentine's Day is mostly about love in general, not necessarily love with like a significant other yeah so you can also look at it however you choose you could also go see the movie how to be single and learn about how to be single and own that shit yeah or you could go see zoolander because who doesn't want to watch male models kill justin bieber i mean i think it's it's great yeah so i think both those movies look good you guys the bachelor oh my god yeah what do you have ding dong the witch is dead How sad was that shot of Olivia standing on the beach? Like, he took her, he's like, he grabs the rose and is like, can I come talk to you? She's like, sure, okay. Ah!" Like, so excited. And he was bringing her over there to say, bye, Felicia. And then he left her there and walked over to the whatever her name is, the blonde, other Uh, blonde, that other twin, I forget her name. And Haley? No, that one's the one that left. I don't forget. It's a blonde name and she's from Vegas. And and she, like hugged and celebrated with this girl. She was standing right there. It was so, it was the most pathetic. It was sad. But she is like, she needed to go. I have a feeling it's only going to, you know, boost her career. Now she's going to go on all the shows talking about her experience on The Bachelor because they have to do appearances after the fact. When And she, what was she on? Probably on Bachelor Live after the show. I didn't see. But wait, I have a question. So Ben also has a... um. Like, he picks two girls, but then he, like, picks someone else or something? I didn't get that th- through the scenes that they were showing. It seemed like they were almost making it seem like he pick- got down to two girls, but then he, like, wanted to call a f- potentially, like, a third one and be like, she's the one and I let her go. Oh, oh, and sees it. Uh, the, In the scenes of right. what's happening. Um, I don't know. I think they're probably going to do some trickery yeah. because – it's great for ratings, and people do make mistakes in choices. Tomfoolery. I mean, it's like Jason and what's her name, Molly, yep. and he picked the wrong one, and then went back, and then and, he went back. Yeah, just like all the other boys in the world that go back on their word. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. But you know what? I don't like Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he probably never goes back on his word. And Deadpool's coming out, and you guys, did you see his Super Bowl commercial? It was amazing. I, if I had to pick all of the Ryan Reynolds of that commercial, I would pick Ryan Reynolds walking the puppies. Mine would be football throwing Ryan Reynolds, but my, our good friend really liked Jackhammer Ryan Reynolds, which I could see. Which I'm piggybacking on. Get it? Yep. Um, hmm. um, <laughs> anyway, you guys, if you need to see Deadpool because he's in it, and so hello. Also, um, there's like a full frontal area. You see his ass a couple times, but like there's this one scene where it's like through some misty fog and like you kind of blurrily see his peen, apparently. And, I mean, who doesn't want to see that? If, if you're going to have to see a peen, like, on camera, on the big screen, for your eyes, I think you'd want to see Ryan Reynolds. For, his, for sure. Yeah. And speaking of dicks, Sierra is suing her ex-baby daddy 
for like $15 million because he's like tweeting about her, a future, the rapper. And he's like, yeah, ranting on Twitter, like saying she's got control problems and I got to go through lawyers to see baby future and I'm paying her $15,000 a month. And she's like, hello, could you not like talk about this all over the place and suing him for like defamation? Which she should because... I agree. But also here's the thing. Like people are saying that he's doing this just for the sake of like, you know amplifying his career and yeah. putting himself in the public eye because I, it, this is obviously a big scandal. It's in the news. Right. So um, even her suing him for defamation and all that and the fact that we're even talking about it right now is helping him still. Exactly. Like that's his whole point. Right. So it seems. is just to get his name out there. And I think we should just talk about the baby, baby future. Baby future? Really? Why would you do that? Aye, aye, aye. I mean, what kind of future is this future going to have with that name? I don't know. But you guys could all have a bright and loving future if you want by signing up for the dating app Meld. Yes. Which is brand spanking new. It's an elite dating app designed exclusively for black professionals. Which, hello, so does that mean I can't go on there? I don't know. You know what? I, it's funny like, because we always talk about like discrimination and racism and the Oscars and this one and that one and like what are people doing and saying? Could but, you imagine if if white people had an app that was like this is only for white professionals right like hello the like unrest that would come upon this country it would be like whatever but okay so i am whatever i'm fine with the fact that black people want to have an app but for professionals that's great because like gay people have apps and like great so we can categorize all we want but like i'm my concern is not that it's like a black thing my concern is is this like People who are black professionals, male and women, go on this, but like I can go on it too and then match with this black professional because I would like to do that. My guess would be yes, because you could also go on J Swipe, which is the Jewish dating app, and you yeah. can also go on Christian Mingle, or I could. Like, I, I think. How do they tell that I'm not black anyway? Right. But they don't know. You could be 157th African. Right. But I mean, what is there like some picture scanning thing where they're like, this chick isn't black? No like, clue. Unless they ask for your like ancestry.com password. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They wouldn't know. I'm going to go on that shit. I think you should. And I think you should report back. And not that we've done a challenge in quite some time, but I Maybe. challenge you okay. to go on Meld that. Meld it is. Cheers to Meld. Cheers. So. And also, I think if we're going to like talk about like specific apps for different groups of individuals and then also the questions that come upon that, like why are there apps for different groups of individuals? Why are we being racist? Why don't we just do away with niche? The word niche means like a certain group of people. Right. That doesn't have a negative connotation at all. Like a niche marketing company yeah. is hired to market to that demographic. No one's mad at that marketing company. In fact, they're thriving because they're the only ones doing it. So, you know, why would we say, oh, apps can't be for certain groups of people? And, and Yeah, they totally can. I just think that some people are allowed to have their own apps and some people aren't. And it's like, okay, well. Right. Let's move on from all of the past and just be right now and who cares and also stop being weird. One day, many years from now, there will be a whitey dating app because that will be the minority (laughs) and it will be called whitey app. (laughs) It's going to be called cracker app. Exactly. And you get a prize at the end of the box. You do. And it's going to be real fun and you probably won't see me on it, but that's fine. I'll be there. Yeah. Hopefully not because I hopefully will not be single at that point. Should there be a chance that I am? Well, make, it, make an app for me. Thanks. Maybe you should start listening to some love songs and get yourself in the mood, Jen. Oh, I will. In fact, I'll listen to my favorite one, which is Like I'm Gonna Lose You by yeah. Megan Trainer and John Legend. I swear John Legend, Sam Smith, and Adele can do no wrong. Yeah, no, really. They And Megan Trainer has a really good voice. It's a combo I wouldn't have thought to put together, but it's a good song, and you guys should listen to it in this surrounding week. Get yourself in the mood. See, things like this, you gotta like, you gotta 
set the mood and feel right. Like, don't feel bad. We're talking about Valentine's Day. We know some of you are probably married and have kids and are in relationships, but like, we're kind of focusing now on, you know, particularly right now, being single and how to like get through it because people give this negative stigma. I'm like, I'm alone on Valentine's Day. Well, also, you're alone on the 13th and the 15th. So who cares? Right. <laughs> so just deal with it. But um, I think, you know, if you get yourself in the mood and like play some love songs and like be all about it, then it's like you don't have to ignore the fact that there's love in the air any- everywhere, you know? Yeah. Love. Maybe you should love love and then it'll come to you because it will. you love it so much. And you know who's coming to us is Blake Jameson calling in right now. Hello, Blake. Are you there? Yes. How's it going? Hi. Hey. So good to talk to you. Where are you calling from? Uh, currently Northern California. Oh, we were just there for the Super Bowl. Were you there? Uh, I was safely across the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, (laughs) I was was watching from uh, Northern Marin, so I was a little bit out of the uh, danger zone, but still got to be the danger zone. Jen and I snuck into Super Bowl City, just by the way. We sure did. Like... It was a shit show, and there was like 15,000 people trying to get in, and we were like, we are not standing in this line to go drink a beer inside of a rope. Like, this is dumb, and we snuck our way in. Can you believe that? I do believe it. I mean, it was... That's amazing. You know what else we did from there? We actually swiped right and left like mothers. We did. I was about to say, people waiting in those lines, they don't really have much to do except for swipe. You guys, it was good. And Blake, we, I am like kind of, I don't go on the dating apps as consistently as I should. But Jen, of course, she does. She's very good at it. And so she's like, I'm bumbling. I'm like, I'm going to do that too. And like swiped like right on four of my friends that I knew just for good measure. And it was fun. Like there was some, it was like a new pool of people. I like it. It was so much fun. And also the fact when you get a match and it pops up and it says boom, at least on Bumble, it's like, ooh, boom. Like you're excited. Yep. Yep, and it'll send you little push notifications with the little B emoji if you haven't been on in a while, saying people are waiting for you to be swiped. It does do that to me quite often. So so super quick, on the friend thing, do you always swipe right when you see people that you know? I do. I feel like it's kind of a courtesy thing. I do. But sometimes I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, I do too, and like I think I do it mostly because then we can giggle about it versus like be like, oh, weird, I just saw that person. I'd rather like call out the elephant in the room and be like, ha-ha, spotted, (laughs) But, like, also, I'm not doing it because I'm, like, trying to date. It's, like, I'm just saying hi. It's, like, another way to say hi. Yeah, I've matched with all of my friends. And now, like, I'm, like, using it as a text form because there they are. Yeah. Well, that just causes more problems for the guys that are trying to message you and get your attention. Why? <laughs> You're deleting the pool of messages. Boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I would imagine that girls, like, you guys probably get so many messages. <laughs> so I feel like if I'm a guy trying to, like, stand out in my message to you and you're also messaging a bunch of friends that you already have like context and like inside stories with or things to laugh at inside jokes or whatever yeah that's true it's like it makes it even more complicated yeah like well, our show we don't want to make it com- we don't want to make it complicated actually we're hoping that you can uncomplicate things for us with some of this we're going to pick <laughs> your brain about like we're talking about valentine's day obviously and how you know of course we know there's like a myriad of all of the listeners because we have a million fans that are like you know yes. maybe married with kids or whatever but we're specifically focusing on like the single people or maybe you're just starting a new relationship or like maybe about to go on a date and like how you get through Valentine's Day. Like, do you have a plan 100%. of attack? Like, don't feel yeah, I mean, sorry well, for I yourself. I think that like, you know, on one hand, like it might be easy to like get like, you know, da- feeling down if you're like, dang, I don't have any plans for Valentine's Day because I'm single. 
But like the way I look at it is that if you're single and you do meet somebody in the next like few days, you know, out this weekend or whatever, and you guys hit it off and it's perfect, you're still early enough that you don't have to go and like drop a ton of money on Valentine's Day yeah. as a dude. So, I mean, it's kind of like the best case scenario, really. Do you take out, like, let's say you match with someone on Tinder or Bumble and you're like, oh, I really like think this girl we've taught, we've texted over the app and she's really pretty and she seems super cool. Like, I want to take her out, but like, it's actually going to have to happen on Valentine's Day. Are you like, I'm not going to do that because it's Valentine's Day? Like, does it make you feel weird? Or are you like, I don't care? Uh, so personally, I don't really care. I actually, um, the last few Valentine's Days that I've been single, I, I wasn't like consciously trying to like make plans, but I ended up like texting with girls or whatever and then saying like, oh, like let's go to dinner on Tuesday or whatever. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm free. And then like, I actually legitimately like don't realize it's valentine's day and then i'll hit him up like and this happened literally two times and i hit him up and was like oh sorry i forgot that it was valentine's day like i'm still totally free i'm down and she's like oh yeah oh haha it is that's funny uh yeah so you acknowledge that it is the holiday and like kind of like take away the yeah but twice i mean i made plans not realizing it was a holiday and like and i've taught and i've told this story to like girls before and they're like oh the girl definitely knew it was valentine's day i was gonna say that yeah yeah that day is marked in her calendar with hearts all over the place yeah for sure but you know (laughs) as a guy i don't i don't know i just like slipped my mind and and it's funny that it happened twice And and we had good times so that just proves you're not scared of valentine's day you don't care you don't feel any extra pressure in fact you think if you're newly dating someone it kind of takes the pressure off because it's like listen we just kind of know each other barely and so it's just like any other date or day right yeah and i think too like the the thing guys have working in their advantage like girls probably most girls like want to do something they don't want to sit at home alone and netflix and chill on valentine's day (laughs) If they don't have to, they probably want to put on, you know, get dressed up a little bit and go out and like have a nice dinner or, or at least get out of the house. So I feel like kind of like when you go to a wedding and like any single people are like kind of extra feisty about being single or whatever. I think in Valentine's Day, you get the same effect where like any girl that's single is like wanting to like not feel single for the night. But don't you think that might send a message of like the person being like way more into them than they maybe are just because they actually are willing to go out with them on Valentine's day. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would probably be a problem for sure. (laughs) Like hopefully it's a dude that actually (laughs) wants to end up in a relationship and not one that's just like sport dating on the app. Right. Yeah. Or bored. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I totally agree with that, though, Blake. That is a real thing. It's like cuffing during the holiday season. Like, on Valentine's Day, I think people are like, it's a day about love. Like, oh, wouldn't that be fun to meet someone on Valentine's Day? Or there's just just in the back of your mind, even if you're not taking it seriously, it's like, yeah, it's like good analogy, going to a wedding and being single. You're like, I am going to get dressed up and also look extra cute because that table over there has all the single people. Exactly. And weddings are so fun for that. Don't you think? Have you ever met someone at a wedding? Uh, not long term. No, I mean, not like no relationships. But okay. I've, I've met some cool people at weddings. <laughs> yeah. God, they're so fun. We know I sure have. Hi. Yeah. I think I <laughs> yeah. have too. I actually, yes, I have too. You I definitely just, have. You just told me a story I yesterday. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, they are perfect places to, to meet people. Okay. So we like that you're not scared of Valentine's Day. And that you're like, you know, bumbling and tindering away. But okay, so we also, I mean, you're like, you're Mr. Swipe, right? So we know that like, you have this Tinder hack, and you wrote the book, and you did this whole thing. And now you're moving on to Bumble, which is 
our favorite app. Tell us a little bit about this book and like why you like Bumble being on the flip side. Yeah, I mean, so, oh man, this is a long fun story. So obviously like Tinder, Tinder treated me really well. And so when Bumble came out with the differences that Bumble has uh, of making the women message first, uh, it just really, it changes the dynamic so much. And because when there's a match that happens, the woman has to send them, send the first message and has to send it within the first 24 hours. Um, it, a couple of things happen. Number one, I think that, that a lot of attractive women that get like completely bombarded on dating apps like Tinder, uh, with messages and, and rude things or, or whatever people being douchebags, having that control and having, you know, being able to, send the first message and if you don't then the guy never can really get in contact with you couldn't send you a dick pic couldn't hit on you and then call you ugly because you denied him or whatever it just makes women like way more comfortable and so they kind of seem to be flocking to it right now and so like if you compare in any given area as a guy looking at bumble and looking at um tinder i think that you'll see a lot more i guess talent uh on bumble uh, and then additionally, hmm. there's something called a VIB status, which is kind of a play on VIP with they're using. I want to know what that is. Wait, what is that? I always thought that that was just like you were on the app first. So you're like more like you've seniority or I don't know that you're. So, so they what they did is they rolled it out with just, a, I, I believe, a random selection of 10 or 10 or 20 percent of the users. But now what you have to do is actually you have to qualify it for it. And it's a little bit ambiguous, like what that takes. But they say, like, you need to be active on the app you need to be you know having converse two-sided conversations and replying to people and not just like letting messages sit forever before replying and i'm so one of them kind of algorithm i'm a vibey so the, well i i believe it i believe it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I am not so, i don't even know what that is it, yeah it's, so it's like a, it's like vip kind of thing but you're vib because it's b for bumble buzzing thing. oh wait it says i'm Anyways, almost in oh now that I'm i've sorry? been picked there's one step yes. left. Oh, so I am on that. Oh, I didn't even see what it was. <laughs> yeah. So what Whoops. they do is so they like they like say like, hey, you've qualified like just to complete your application or whatever. Um, uh, just send out this tweet or whatever that says like, woohoo, I'm by B status because they're trying to grow their app too. I would just smart of them. But anyway, so after you do that, so basically when you're a VIB and you log on and start swiping and you turn VIB on then you can only get matched or you'll only see other VIB people too. And it looks a little bit different. They're like surrounded by yellow. I don't know. It's just some like gamey stuff like that. But, but what that means for a guy is that if you're, if you get VIB status and I would imagine that it's harder for guys to get than girls. I don't know. Um, but then you're only swiping with girls who have proven to be active on the app and are actually messaging guys back or taking the first step of messaging guys. So basically like you're already cutting out all of the people that don't, that haven't been on the app in a month. Like they installed it and they thought it was funny, but now like they don't actually check it or if they get matches, they just let them expire. Like you're already cutting all that out. So you're going straight to swiping to a pool of girls who have already proven in the app that they're going to send the first message and they're going to be responsive. Uh, when you start a conversation. Oh, well, that is good to know. Well, guys, guess what? I'm a VIB now. I just did it. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. That's what's up. <laughs> it's official. I love that Bumble has little conversation hearts on it, too. It's like holiday decorated. Yeah, it's like Google, but for 
dating apps. I like that uh, it's also reminding you that the holiday is coming up and you should probably be swiping. Mm-hmm. I wonder if swiping happens a lot more around now. Like if there's some way to tell that swiping is more ferv- like it's feverish. It's like everyone's like, find a date quick. I think that it probably right. it's also like reminding you that you don't have a Valentine, like not even to get one by the 14th, but just like, yo, this year came and went like you don't have a Valentine. And a lot of people are like, January was like a trial month for all of my New Year's resolutions. February is like the real deal. So maybe people are really trying to get in it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, totally. And I mean, I think too, like, you know, just as far as like timing goes for a guy, like when you're swiping or, or actually for a girl too, like when you get a match, as soon as you get a match, then the girl has 24 hours to send the first message. And if she doesn't, then the match disappears. And then you guys both go into the swiping pool and in theory, you could swipe each other again. But oh, true. Whatever. Say it just disappears in 24 hours. So you think about like for guys, like outside of even uh, Valentine's Day, you want to keep that in mind because if the girl has notifications turned on right before the match expires, 30 minutes before, she'll get a little push notification. Like I talked about, it says like, mm, you know, someone's buzzing for you or whatever. Yeah. And so if you think about like, if that's going to come 24 hours after the match, I don't want that notification to come at 11 PM on a Friday night uh, because she's probably already out having fun and she's going to, it's going to buzz and she's going to be like, Oh, I'm not going to message that dude. Let it expire. Uh, so, for, you know, I got to think about that. It's like, okay, so Thursday, you know, 10.40 or 10.50 or whatever isn't the best time to be swiping on Bumble. Oh. And so I think the same thing is going to happen on, in effect, in, in Valentine's Day that, that's going to be interesting to me is that, you know, think about guys or girls that are swiping and matching on the 13th, the day before, then all of a sudden that notification is going to come on Valentine's Day. So I think in some cases maybe that'll be great if a guy get, ends up getting a match on the 13th and then a chick's lonely at home on the 14th. Obviously, they're not going to do like a flash mob date and instantly be dating that night. But like if she's going to be sitting at home alone and like, dang, I'm still single. Oh, shit. I have a new Bumble match that I got a message real quick. Yeah. Uh, So that could be interesting. Yeah, it could be good for that day. But in general, you think like swiping 24 hours before a day or time that you don't think someone's going to be able to sit down and swipe back like Friday night at 11 o'clock is not probably a good time to be swiping. So there's some strategy involved right. here, clearly, totally, especially because totally. the time I mean, and You could use it to your advantage. If you're swiping on a Tuesday after work or Wednesday after work, uh, and then the, the notifications then coming in on like a Wednesday or Thursday, maybe the girl's making plans for the weekend, you know, or whatever, or just starting to think like, oh, what kind of fun stuff do I want to do? Uh, then that could be good timing too. So it could work to your advantage or your disadvantage, depending on, if you do it right. I didn't even think about that, Blake. That is a good tip. It is a good tip. We would love some other tips, in fact, actually, about our profiles. Now, what do you look for when you're swiping, and what makes you swipe right on a girl's profile? I mean, it's, it's not it, – there's no, there's no hiding the fact that it's very, like – image motivated and it's like very like snap kind of judging people. Sure. So you're seeing basically one picture and you're like, yay or nay, or I'm not really sure. And then you click through and you, and you then you go to like their other pictures and read their bio and whatever. Um, but I think that most decisions on, on Bumble and on Tinder are made because of that very, very first profile picture. So if that profile picture gets my attention enough, I'm going to swipe right every time. And if it gets my attention a little, at least I'm going to look at the other ones. Um, 
So, I mean, really just having a rock solid first picture is like the biggest impactful thing that you could do to like get more matches on Tinder or Bumble or any dating app. Brilliant. And what about written information? How much do you actually want to know about me? Uh, I like to keep the fact finding for the conversation just because it gives us something to talk about. Um, but that being said, I think that anything like something like short and witty um, is what I prefer. I don't like to like read someone's resume. Um, <laughs> and there's like, so there's, there's, there's so many cliche things to be like, Oh, I love to laugh. Uh, <laughs> and I love adventure. And it's like, of course, everyone loves to laugh and everyone loves adventure. Like tell me something that entertains me. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that something, something short and, and snarky or witty is like kind of what I like. Um, everybody probably has their own preference, but I mean, the way I look at it, something like Bumble or Tinder it's not match.com. It's not a resume. It's not really that serious that you, you don't have to write a life story. You only have limited characters, too. It's like not a tweet, but it's something pretty short. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can write there. You can write way too much if you want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, have a, you have a character limit, but it's if you're pushing that limit and you're realizing that you hit the limit, then you're already way over what I would say the limit is. Yeah, I agree. I think that I, and I'm, you know, everyone has their own thing that they look for. They're attracted to it's not, I can't answer that question either. I can't say like, this is what makes me swipe right on your bumble, like on your profile or whatever. Like, but I do think generally I agree. It's like a picture that's going to stand out to me. Obviously you have to, be attracted to the person but people look different and like some photos you keep swiping you're like oh, okay well oh wait they look better or worse or that's a different shot of them or whatever so you got to go through the photos and then yes a thousand percent i will read the profile if they have any description and if they make me laugh and i'm unsure then i'm like done i'm swiping right see and like for me if i don't see anything written in their profile i swipe left because i'm like well, they probably don't want an actual relationship if I they agree. don't have the time to put in something about themselves. Even if they're like, I am this dude, I am from this place, and I work in this, fine. Or, hey, can't wait to meet you. At least I feel like the person put in effort. They didn't just pick a couple photos and show up. I agree. That person, I also feel like, mm-hmm. is going to be the guy that doesn't follow through. So, like, yeah, we might match, but then what? Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like it makes you look a little like non-committal for some reason and I don't if if I you'd have to be like strikingly good looking for me and that's hard for me to tell over a couple pictures like for me to swipe right on you with no description. Yeah. I've never swiped right on someone that has like no wording. I'm like, "Nope, bye. Got to go." What about you, Blake? Do you So so question. So does that mean that on Bumble you go through every single picture of every single person that you actually swipe right. I do, yes. Yeah, I might not go through all wow. seven photos or whatever it is. I might go through the first three, and if I'm sold by then, sure, I'll swipe right. And I read the profile. Right. Wow, that's surprising to me. Yeah, but we're yeah, women. I, I, I make most decisions off the first picture, and I don't read as far as the bio. That's what I will, we... I will go in, and now after a match, I will certainly look at all the pictures and read the bio and stuff, but the way I look at it is, I don't want to get too like invested, which is funny because you're like, you don't take it seriously about not having a bio. I take the bio very seriously, but like it, I don't know. I just want to like make quick decisions and be like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Because I could get super hung up and like love this girl's bio and love all of her pictures. And then I, and I remember, and I'm like, Oh, Stacy, I hope I match. And then I swipe right. And then like, I'm just like sitting by my phone wondering, be like, I wonder if Stacy swipes me left already. Maybe she just doesn't open the app. I'm like making like, you know, 
self talk in my head that I'm thinking about too much. Like I just think as a guy, like you just got to make quick decisions. Once you get huh. the match, then it's like, okay, cool. I'm willing to commit to reading a box. I'm surprised to hear that you think about it like kind of like a chick after. I don't do that at all. I like look at the pictures, read the bio, swipe left or right, and then I'm like moved on to the next. I don't even think about it later. And then I'm like, oh, oh, look, that guy, yes, that guy matched or we whatever. And then I, then I get excited if it's happening. But we read yeah. a, we heard a statistics that we talked about earlier in the show that that is what most guys do on Tinder and Bumble. They just swipe super fast and then we'll match or unmatch later based on what's happening. Like in the moment, they just make a quick snap decision. And I don't think girls do that. Totally. Well, do you do the strength and no, numbers I, I think, thing? I think that if girls, I think that if girls, I mean, girls, I imagine already get flooded. Like pre, like the difference I think is that like for you guys, realistically, if you swipe right on somebody. Chances are it's going to be a match. I would guess. Most of the I don't time, know. There's still one guy I'm waiting to match with. I'm like been waiting. I'm like, where is he? See, I don't can't even tell you who you I've matched said, with or you not. You just said that you got girls that do that. Well, no, I know this person, and I saw him okay. go by, and I, okay. I'm like, but still, you know, so you have that context. It's like that's what it's like. I don't know. You see, everyone else that you've matched with. So, like, you really just, there's just not that much stress about it. Like, you don't have to worry about it. For a guy, like, you got to swipe a lot of freaking chicks to get matches, period. Do you feel like with Bumble, like, as a man, you kind of lose a little bit of the power? Uh, Actually, no. I think it's awesome. I feel like, yeah, I feel like people think that initially, like, oh, why? Then the girl has to make the effort and you're taking away the guy's manhood and blah, blah. And it's like, no, because all I'm going to do is be like, hey, what's up? Like something really brief and then go from there. Like then you be the man and like do what you want to do. It's just me saying hi. It's like, but yeah, it also means you have to say hi. What if you are busy? What if you're twirling your hair or what if you're like, shit, I kind of am not into that guy. Like, why did I swipe right on him? And then the guy has no ability to step up and be like, like other than extending the match, like he has no ability to reach you. Yeah. But if you don't really want him to, cause you're twirling your hair and you're like, I don't really like that guy. Then who cares? Yeah. But you don't know him. And like, what if he says something awesome that you didn't give him the chance to say? And well, then- so then you shouldn't be in your mind going, I don't really like that guy. You should have an open mind the whole time or not, or don't swipe right. Well, it's just a function of the app. I think that with Tinder, at least there is more ability for people to reach out and like stand out because they want to with Bumble. It's like one right. sided. Blake, what do you spend more time well, on, okay, Tinder or so, Bumble? So, but uh, Bumble lately. Ah, me too. Same. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they kind of just going back to like the the control or whatever. I mean, the interesting part to me, and it's really just like I said, I think affects like the kind of the dynamic on the app and the users that are drawn to it is that you know because it's just it's common knowledge. Every single person on the app knows that women have to message first, and they know that they have to message within 24 hours. So normally on something like Tinder, a girl is never going to send the first in and never is never going to organically send a message that would fall into that scope of being within 24 hours immediately after the match, taking the initiative. It doesn't happen because if she did, it would come off as it like she would look or feel like she looks like desperate or needy or something Oh, because it's just not kind of, it doesn't fit into like the gender roles that have kind of been just established and accepted by society. So since everyone knows that the rules have changed on Bumble, all of a sudden girls are now like empowered to make this first move, but not have to feel like, well, I'm not doing it because I'm desperate. I don't, I can't look desperate. Like you just have to. Otherwise, I'm doing you have to. it. Yeah, right. I'm doing it's it the rule. To, well, I wait though. I'm going to say this. I don't. 
I've totally said hi to guys on Tinder, like, probably 50% of the time. I'm more comfortable now doing it on other apps because of Bumble. Oh, I did it before Bumble existed. That's awesome. I did not. That's both, I mean, like, both of those things are awesome, but I'm telling you, you guys are not the norm. Do you think that? Like, if we were on Tinder and we matched and I was like, hey, Blake, how are you? Or did you see the Super Bowl? Or I'll do something like generic or not generic, but like, I'm not like, I'm like, oh my God, I saw your picture and I think you're really hot. I really want to go on a date with you. Please message me. Please, please. Like, it's not anything like that. It's literally like blase, breezy, like, hey, how about Cam Newton, ha, huh? or something, and then that's it. And I've like, would that be weird to you? Would you be like, what's this? Whoa, this girl, back off, jeez. So no, so me personally, like, I like outgoing girls, and so to me, that would be a plus. Uh, but I think that there would be like some kind of subconscious or small voice in my head or part of me that's like, well, that's strange. She messaged me like very quickly and was like very chatty. Like I don't know. There's still just kind of some right. Like, it's not like a red flag, but it's like a yellow light where it's like, I don't know. Do I speed up or slow down? I haven't decided yet. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, at least we know on Bumble. Up, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you should. On Bumble, at least it's acceptable. And Bumble is yellow. Exactly. So there we go. Maybe. Yellow. There's your yellow, yellow light. And speaking of Bumble, you are writing a book like you did for Tinder Hacks, but for Bumble. Can you tell us a little about it? Yeah, it actually uh, just came out yesterday, which is really exciting. So, uh, so yeah, it's called Bumble Hacks uh, at BumbleHacks.com. And, and basically, it's breaking down all the different kind of steps of, you know, anything from joining the app and signing up for the first time to sending messages or setting up your profile and, and everything uh, to help a guy really get more success on Bumble. And I actually co-authored it uh, with an ex-girlfriend of mine, Christy Elaine, uh, yes. who's also really smart chick. She's a best-selling author and a dating coach in Los Angeles. Uh, and so it's interesting because we have this like guy girl perspective on all of the different steps of, of Bumble and the different parts of the process. And you get to see, and there are parts in the book where we don't disagree, but we have conflicting advice, I guess. Interesting. Like, so well, this, is, this, is the girl. this is what it's like from a girl's perspective. This is okay. what it's like from a guy's perspective. And here's the data behind it. Well, so uh, now is this geared so toward men only? I'm sorry? Is this geared toward men only? Yeah, it's written for men. But um, it's good you know, to have it, Christy's you know, perspective. But anything like Tinder Hacks, I mean, Tinder Hacks was written for men too. And it and it's a very similar kind of format and structure, if anyone's familiar with that. Um, but I did have a handful of girls, probably at least a dozen, um, buy and read Tinder Hacks and then email me saying like, wow, I was actually really surprised. This is awesome advice. Even though some of it doesn't even apply to me, like I would totally pass this on to guy friends. So like it doesn't, it, it's not like a lot of, I think, dating books or whatever written for men where like a woman would read it and be like, oh, that's gross. Or like, oh my God, he thinks he knows these secrets and he's so dumb or whatever. Like it's very like, like you can't really argue with it. There's parts that are subjective, but it's all like stuff that even girls read and they're like, yeah, totally. That that should, that's how it should be. Done. Yeah. Interchangeable, just useful information to know. And in, in that world, I think it's great. I think it's helpful for women to read so we are let behind the line, you know, like we want to know what guys are thinking and doing and we, you know, like we asked you, how do you swipe and what do you look for? I think it's interesting to hear what you and Christy are telling men to do because it's like, tell us so we know what we're dealing with. Yeah, so we know where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Well, that's mm -hmm. that's awesome. Totally. Congratulations. That book just came out and you can find it on where? Tell all the listeners where we can buy this book. Bumblehacks.com. Okay, and then where? And and if people want to find more information about you, they just go straight to your website. 
So no, so bumblehacks.com is a separate site for that book itself. But uh, I guess the best thing for me would be on Twitter at Blake Jameson, uh, and Twitter has links to everything. I'm I'm Blake Jameson on every social network. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We always love talking to you, and we hope that your book is a huge success. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Congratulations, and we will be bumbling away. Hopefully next time in the Bay Area, maybe we'll swipe uh, right on each other. Swipe right. That's right. (laughs) All right. Swipe you guys right. That's right. Us too. All right. Thanks, Blake. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. And everybody, if you want to hear more about what we think about Valentine's Day and our do's and don'ts, you guys should totally tune in to our Two Drunk Girls episode tomorrow, Thursday at 3 p.m. on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV, And you can also tune in next week to hear our interview with Harlan Williams. That's right. We're going to be picking that funny guy's brain about dating and relationships as well. Uh, Please tune in for that because you guys will probably pee your pants with laughter, which is what normally happens every time I talk to that guy. Absolutely. Um, Guys, though, we deliver this content to you free every week. And not only do you have this show to listen to, but so many other shows out there. We know that there's a million to choose from. We thank you so much for coming back to ours every week. We love hearing from you. You know, on iTunes, you can leave comments, ratings. On YouTube, you can leave us comments about our videos. You can tweet at us. In fact, you can follow me at Jennifer Golden on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. So please contact me and you can contact Lauren. And you can contact me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Vine, Instagram, and my website. And also do us a favor and give us a ratings on iTunes and, you know, iTunes and tell a friend. And you can also subscribe um, to It's Complicated. You can subscribe, subscribe to Two Drunk Girls. Let us know what you think. It helps just to tell a friend and have one more listener. And thanks everyone for listening. As always, we can't wait to bring back a really funny episode next week. Have a very happy Valentine's Day, kids. We love you. Bye. Bye. You're listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, only on LA Talk Radio. 